Shaking it up with Sheikh Fayaz. Nightly Ramadan Reflections. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem bismillahir rahmanir rahim wa bihi nasta'in was salatu was salam ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala ahli baytihi at-tayyibin at-tahirin. The primary step in performing any action of ritual or a'mal is to have the intention of qurba or in other words to seek closeness and proximity to God and in addition to that to be sincere in the midst of performing the ritual prayers like fasting like hajj like the payment of any religious dues for instance requires this intention prior toward the performance of the ritual in order for it to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and when you go and you study Islamic law we see that the prerequisite again in order for that act to be accepted by God if it's void of intention that act in itself becomes void essentially meaning if someone does not know why they're praying or what prayer they're praying or someone does not know the reason why they are fasting but they're just abstaining from food and drink without the intention then in this case it's not considered a fast and if someone stands and bows and prostrates five times a day at these random hours of the day well then it's not prayers unless it's also combined with the intention and when we take a look at the way that we praise god and we recite his tasbihat for instance if we say after our prayers 34 times allahu akbar 33 times alhamdulillah 33 times subhanallah in a way that's ritualistic as i pass my fingers through the prayer beads Again, void of intention. Will I get reward? Perhaps. But at the end of the day, I don't pray, I don't worship, I don't perform a ritual so I can get reward, but I perform that ritual for that end objective, the ultimate intention, which again is qurba, meaning to seek proximity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the process of undergoing this idea of spiritual transformation while performing the ritual that it is that I'm performing. That prayers is supposed to take us away from sin and wrongdoing. If we just stand and bow and prostrate during Fajr and Dhuhr and Maghrib and Isha and during all of our Nawafil prayers, we might get the reward if we fulfill all of the prerequisites legally. But at the end of the day, we're not praying for a reward. We're praying for it to take us to the goal which God states is to prohibit us from falling into sin and vice. In another verse in the Holy Quran, God states, Kutiba alaykum siyam kama kutiba ala min qablikum la'allakum tattaqoon. That he has prescribed fasting upon us in the same way that he has prescribed fasting upon those who have come before us with the end objective that it allows for us to potentially be amongst those who are known as the muttaqeen, who feel the presence of God and who are God conscious after the month of Ramadan has passed us. If I abstain from food and from drink and all of the other prohibitions during the course of the month of Ramadan, during daylight hours with the intention, great, I might receive the reward and get the checkbox in my book of deeds that I perform the deed, but at the end of the day, 
if it's not creating a sense of transformation while I'm doing the fast, well then, at the end of the day, it's not reaching the potential that it has to reach. And amongst those ways that we unlock that potential and that we are truly able to reach the height of the performance of A'mal is to be in a state of God's remembrance. Again, truly understanding the meaning of dhikr. That beyond everything that I see in front of me, I see a deeper reality that takes me closer toward God. So when I say Allahu Akbar, and I'm not only saying Allah is great, but according to the hadith from Imam al-Sadiq he goes to this man and he says, do you know what you're saying when you're saying Allah is great? He says, yes, I'm saying that Allah is greater than all things. Allahu Akbar min kulli shay. To which the Imam salam responds to him and says, no, rather Allahu Akbar min ayyusaf. That rather God is greater than anything that you attribute to him. When you say God is greater than all things, you're comparing him to things, meaning you truly don't understand who God is. When I say Alhamdulillah, am I praising or thanking God? Or am I really in a state whereby I'm thanking God for giving us the ability to thank Him? For even my ability to thank God requires another thanks to my Creator. When I say subhanallah, what we are really doing is submitting to God in our lowly state as a slave and as a servant and demonstrating that all glory is to Him. Thus we need to submit to the Lord of all glory. And I remember one day teaching my young daughter who must have been three years old at the time that after our prayers we should go into prostration as many of us ritualistically do enter into the state of prostration and thank God. Say, shukran lillah. And I remember getting up from prostration as I was teaching my daughter and she said, Baba, what are you thankful to Allah for? Why are we saying thank you? And at that moment I realized that I hadn't given it that much thought. Because again, we say it with such ritual. We say it just because that's what we do. Without it actually giving us or presenting us any sense of meaning during the course of me saying thank you to God, I should be recounting the blessings of God that He has given me. Again, to understand that the first level of being in a state of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to have a sense of presence and to know exactly what it is that we're saying. And to be mindful that when you're communicating and when you're saying these words, you're calling upon the names of God. And secondly, beyond that, we can't only be in a state of presence, but we need to have real deep understanding. Because when we're not understanding what we're saying, again, it won't allow for real transformation to occur. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states within the whole Quran, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِرَ اللَّهُ وَجِلَتْ قُلُوبُهُمْ وَإِذَا تُلِيَتْ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتُهُ زَادَتْهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَعَلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ يَتَوَكَّلُونَ That the believers, as for the believers, when they remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their hearts tremble. Because you remember and you are exposed to the light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you again begin to start to see 
the reality of all things in the midst of our remembrance of God. Thereafter, when we are in a state of understanding, we know to enter into a state of awe and glory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhana rabbi a'la wa bihamdah. Subhana rabbi al-azimah wa bihamdah. As we recite in our prayers, all praise and all glory is due to God. When someone stands in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we begin to know our place, we begin to know the place of our Creator. You go ahead and you take a look at supplications like that of Imam al-Husayn alayhi salam on the day of Arafah. When he tells Allah that, Oh Allah, you are the great and I am the low. That you are the one who gives and even though you give, I am the one who disobeys. And in a previous night, we contemplated briefly upon the whispered prayer of Ali ibn Abi Talib, Anta al-Mawla wa ana al-Abd. That you are the master and I am the slave. When you recognize that dichotomy between the creator and the creation, and we sit and we begin to realize that we are the creation, and we need to be in a state of God's remembrance. In the daytime, at night, when we wake up, before we go to sleep, when we're sitting on our backs and when we're standing up, when I'm lying down on the right side, when I'm, when I'm, dying, when I'm lying down on the left side, every moment of my existence, again, should strive to being in the state of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then slowly we build from there and we enter into a state of fear whereby we realize that we have a lot of flaws after we understand God's greatness. We realize again that we are limited in our capacity and to be aware of God's punishment and to be worried about not falling and not slipping and to think about death and the life beyond this one. And when we think about this world, we realize we are so deceived and oftentimes that this world takes us away from the remembrance of God due to our attachment to it. Which is why Imam Zain al-Abideen alayhi salam, he recites in dua Abu Hamza al-Thamali, Abki li khuruj nafsi, Abki li dhulmata qabri. Oh Allah, I'm weeping and I'm crying over myself because I'm remembering those moments when my soul is going to leave my body and when I'm going to enter into that grave. That's our ultimate destination. Remembering those things allows for us to be in a state of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And at the same time, when we think about the fear and the punishment that we have the potential to attain due to our transgressions and due to our vices, at the same time, we cling on to the hope in God. He is the most merciful of those who show mercy. And that hope is a product of the love that I have for God. Because being in a state of that remembrance, الَّذِينَ, as, God, as God states, قلوبهم, That those in a state of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their hearts tremble, not only out of fear, but out of love. You want to be in a state whereby you're seeing the reality of God's creations and the reality of that which God presented for us in this dunya. And we realize how gracious of a creator that he is. And at the same time, we enter into a state of God's remembrance by means of our modesty. Which is why we see that amongst the believers and amongst the mu'mineen and amongst the awliya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when they look at their deeds and when they look at their actions, they never see them as enough. They always see that there is room to grow. 
and we come and we take a look at different supplications of Ahlul Bayt For instance, again in that same supplication of Ali Zain al-Abidin, Dua Abu Hamza, he states, Oh Allah, I do not sin because I want to show my pride or because I don't believe in you, but rather my soul has overtaken me and the world has deceived me. And you look at yourself and you see that the only way and the only place that you can turn to is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that once we are in that state of God's remembrance, وَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرُكُمْ You see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, you remember me and I will remember you. That through consistently illuminating our hearts with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, traditions of Ahlul Bayt والسلام, they point to the idea that if one truly sees God beyond everything and is in a state of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's wisdom and authority and power that is comprehensive over all things, then at that moment, we will begin to see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give us a sense of freedom unlike anything else. When someone submits to whatever Allah decides for him, and doesn't only submit but enjoys those moments because that's what Allah has decreed, then we enter into a state of contentment. When someone passes away, you're okay that they passed away because you know that that came from God. When you get an increase in your salary, you're thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not thankful to yourself, but thankful to God. And again, you don't get so caught up in the highs and the lows of life because you see that beyond it is a sense of responsibility in this world. And you'll again let things roll off fairly easily because you're comforted and you're content with whatever the decree is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you. And more than that, again, this tangible benefit that we don't really understand this idea of true contentment whereby you're just okay with anything and everything. What is a better feeling than that? Because we're a people who often get so caught up in the obstacles and the difficulties and the challenges of life. But when we are in a state of the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the time, then wealth doesn't matter, power doesn't matter, authority doesn't matter, nothing matters. Because you feel a sense of contentment and proximity with your Lord. There is nothing as powerful and as beautiful as that. I'll conclude with this. In that famous line in that supplication of Ali Zain al-Abidin that's, that I often quote, he states, Ilahi man dhaqa Oh Allah who has tasted the sweetness of your love and found anything else. When you go during this month of Ramadan and you fast for the entirety of the day and as we're slowly approaching the last 10 nights of this blessed month, we're going to be dedicating ourselves in worship and in obedience in the nights in the same way that we do in the day by means of our fasting. And those prayers and that supplication after the month of Ramadan, sometimes even though how difficult and challenging this month is for so many of us, we wish that we can go back to those moments. We wish we could feel that same way. We wish we could sort of experience that same you know, spiritual experience that we gain during the course of these days and nights of the holy month of Ramadan. Because we loved what that feeling was like. We weren't concerned about anything else. The only thing that we were concerned about was our conversation with God. 
And the idea is that through God's remembrance and through going through these stages and through allowing for ourselves to be in a state of presence and to be in a state of understanding and to be in a state of fear and to be in a state of hope and to be in a state of modesty and looking at one's actions and seeing beyond the recitations that I perform, but again, seeing beyond everything that I see with my eyes as well, that God is there and He's present. That our entire lives can be lived in such a way where we see everything as a conversation with God. And that through this remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, early and often, we see that we can, can transcend this month of Ramadan, this month of spirituality, this month of feeling, this month of connection with God beyond these 30 days, whereby we are always feeling that presence of God because every action and every ritual and every day is qurbatan in Allah to see closeness to God. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Wa sallallahumma ala muhammadin wa ala tahirin Follow Sheikh Fayaz on Twitter and Instagram at Fayaz Jaffer and look out for him on Facebook.